Benny, and you're listening to Unaccepted Podcast. <laughs> this man. It happens, it happens. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we, we're a little bit busy today, huh, Manny? I'm still tired. You're still tired? Yeah. Boy. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to bring back some uh, anime reviews for you guys. Then uh, we'll probably talk about a little bit about, about the weekend. Mm-hmm. Then uh, kick some headlines off and finish the episode out with... Uh, An announcement. A little bit of an announcement, an event upcoming and whatnot. So uh, with that, Manny, we're doing an anime review. Shit. <laughs> well, I should be saying shit because honestly, I kind of think you're going to put me a little bit into weeb court right now. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of see. So <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's funny. I'm calling. I have to be my own defense attorney here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Manny, we watched Demon Slayer this weekend. Yes. Um, it was very... Very hard to get those tickets, actually. Uh, I think because if you remember in the movie theater, it didn't look full. No, I'm, I'm assuming because of social distancing and yes. whatnot. And I had to jump around four sites to get the tickets. Really? Yes. Wow. Same theater or jumping from theater to theater? No, same theater. Interesting. And for that same day, too. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely a struggle trying to get the tickets because my idea was just I know everybody wants to see this movie for Demon Slayer. It's been so long that everybody's expecting for it. I mean, we've seen its success that happened in Japan, especially. Yeah, we basically did headline after headline of them smashing record after record, and we still don't get to see it. And it still broke records here in the U.S. after it was released, too. Yes. So with that, I just wanted to like get as many tickets as I can cause, and invite all, like, all of my personal friends and everything that would enjoy this movie as well. And I did it. So I bought nine tickets. Everybody paid, of course, that uh, that I in personally invited to come and watch it with us. And yeah, definitely, we watched it on Saturday at our theater, actually, here in Riverside. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that was a lot of people's first time back in a theater since uh pandemic, right? For all of us, yes. Probably for other people, who knows? I mean, we had King Kong come out. A bunch of other movies have already come out in theaters. True. But true. now we have HBO Max streaming the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, small tangent from there. I had gone to the movies earlier that day. I know. To watch. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> to watch Mortal Kombat. Yes. And I did not know it was on HBO Max. Matter of fact, when I was ordering my drink um, at the concession stand before coming in, you know, I we kind of we kind of had a big order because we had a lot of people with us who were gonna do you know just one big order, and the guy kind of asked, "Oh, so you know, make small talk while they're filling up the drinks and whatnot, you know? Yeah. So what are you guys gonna watch?" I said, "Mortal Kombat." He goes, "Oh yeah, I watched that on HBO Max, and I'm planning to come see it in the theaters because he's like, I think it'll be really good in the theaters." Mm-hmm. And I kind of look at him like, I could have seen this shit at home? <laughs> what the fuck am I here for then? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't know that. I, I Yeah, I don't, I don't really look into it. I have mm. so many, you know, there's too many streaming services already, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've never even paid attention to it, but 
yeah, if I could start doing that rather than going to the theater, because you know, like low key, I don't be, I don't like being around people, anyways. So, yeah, I'm gonna do that next time, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, maybe we'll talk about like a Mortal Kombat review after you see it. Okay. But uh, yes, so <laughs> after that, I did book it over to the other theater to catch Demon Slayer. Yeah, you were cutting it pretty close. It was very close. <laughs> no, we still made it in time. I mean, the movie was set, was set to start at 8.30. We walked in at like 8.35, and they were still playing this, those random trailers that the movie every movie theater plays. Especially those real, like the Ghostbusters trailer. Yeah. That trailer is so old, I'm surprised they're still playing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a super old trailer. And then the Mortal Kombat, even though it already came out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so this was definitely a movie that we were excited to see. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. I'd say I enjoyed it too, definitely. There was, you know, there was some ups and downs for me. Yes. Which, you know, that's why I kind of say if I thought you're going to put me a little bit into, into weeb jail for this, but... I don't know if it deserved to break all those records, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, in re- regardless, the whole community is never unified. I mean, everybody just always has their opinions. So it's just pretty much that to who, if the movie was towards somebody's taste or not. True, true, true. But it, I can say objectively, mm-hmm. almost objectively, it was not one of those epic timeless you know oh great no i I wholeheartedly agree but that that's what i mean when i say about breaking all these records it did great financially obviously but another reason why i would say that it's breaking records is because how many days did they have it playing oh i don't fucking since last thursday thursday friday saturday sunday monday until like this wednesday whereas that's multiple days and in numerous movie theaters whereas back then and the records that they're talking about is for foreign language film in the u.s all the anime movies we get to see only happen one or two days in only select theaters that's true actually that's extremely true because it's normally super limited run out exactly so that's my guess of why it's breaking records because it has this longer run time and more availability of theaters to show it yeah and more showings and just the way the industry's been i'm sure there's a need to fill right now in those theaters right now yes definitely so yeah that's true too Mm -hmm. i i guess just because it we just kept hearing it break record after record and just surpass all these iconic anime movies (laughs) i was just like this better be epic as hell so it it did leave me with a high expectation Mm -hmm. that I could say objectively it does not live up to. <laughs> it really doesn't, but I will still say it was very enjoyable. Well, just, yeah, just not, not that max level of hype. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable. The graphics was so good. Like the way they kind of combined the animation and the 3D, mm-hmm. they worked it in really, really well. When Tanjiro was walking in the snow, and like you just have the camera angle on his back, and you know it was 3D, but it blended so well. That it just didn't quite, like catch your attention still. Yeah, it didn't make you twitch. Yeah. Because sometimes I see 3D and it just kind of like cringes me. A little twitch kind of comes in like, uh. 
but they blended it in so well like it, mm-hmm. it looked really good yes. really really good so for anybody we might spill some spoilers but at the same time we're going to try to keep it a minimum of uh, what we're going to continue to talk more especially as we give our pains on this movie yeah worst worst case maybe pause fast forward <laughs> come back when you after you've seen it but we're, we're trying to keep avoiding the mm-hmm. the hot topics on it so what was the highlight for you Oof, the at a bare minimum without spoiling <laughs> Um, I think the highlight for me was kind of the comic relief part. Okay. So, you know, uh, like the, let's say some of the scenes with, with Inosuke. <laughs> so the way they kind of threw some comedy into it, I thought was pretty good. And yeah. And, they, and that's, that's exactly where it does really well, especially with the comic relief. I mean, granted it's like, it's like those like. Really, it kind of gets depressing a little bit. It kind of gets more dramatized and everything, but at the same time, it gives that comic relief where you like you can breathe a little bit while you enjoy it. Yeah. What about you? High high point. High point. High point would just be when Tanjiro was when he finds his uh, his escape towards his his dreams. Okay. That okay, I I could say probably as far as like an intense moment, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Yes, that was really good, definitely. How about low point? Low point would be the end. I can understand how much they try to get us to get a connection towards Rengoku-san, but at the same time, we only saw him at the very end of season one. Sure enough, they brought him into this movie. We got to see him, but. Maybe two conversations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and even though we got to see all this happening and everything, it just it just felt like it tried so hard to build up a connection towards him where it was just not there. Yeah, I, I would say the epicness level that you feel for this movie is extremely dependent on how much you give a shit about him. Yes, pretty much, right. No, he did an amazing job in the movie, but to build a connection towards him? Yeah, not it, enough time. It, it, not enough time. Not enough time. Okay, well, my low point you kind of took from me, because <laughs> I kind of <laughs> had the same one. Yeah. But I'm going to twist a little bit then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fish into something else. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the crying. Yeah, so, so that's what I 35 think. to 40% of the movie is Tanjiro crying if not 50 percent, somebody else is probably crying like zenitsu at any point in the movie there's somebody fucking crying it's it's almost it's really excessive and that does play play towards my opinion actually because like how you just said right now because of how much he cried just to get us to build that connection with him yeah yeah and you know i guess it was very corny honestly it was it was it was a little bit too much to where i was kind of like is he really fucking crying again (laughs) You start, you know, there's a there's a balance point where you have the empathy and you make the connection, mm-hmm. and then you pass that and you just kind of go like, all right, I don't feel bad for you no more. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, all right, just fuck, suck it up, dude. Suck it up. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, I guess to that same notion, I guess the reason I feel that it didn't live up to the hype I wanted it to was, like, let's take a look back at some of the main demons that they fight, right? Mm. I 
Fuck me, I'm not going to remember their names. <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. But let's say, I don't remember their names. Let's say the, the spider one. Yes. Right? The spider one, even though it was an antagonist, right? This was, this was an arc where he was the bad guy, and they still kind of had a background, right? They had a background to show how these souls were tortured and how they had these hardships in their past, right? And then you have Muzan that gives them this, like, fake notion that he can bring them happiness if they become demons with him. That's usually the way it plays out, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's there's some kind of tortured soul. There's some kind of empathetic feeling once the demon is, you know, kind of uh, defeated, right? Yes. And that's kind of typical, especially with Tanjiro. He's, you know, rest in peace. I'm sorry you had to go through this. Or, you know what I mean? Even with that... uh the drum guy that wanted to be the the writer, right? Yes. He wanted to be the writer, and, you know, he was, like, all appreciative because Tanjiro didn't step on his writings and all that and complimented him at the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's always that little connection to the antagonist that it's not just pure evil, that they're, they're tortured souls being taken advantage of and blah, blah, blah. This didn't have that. This was literally this guy that just wanted to just see you cringe as he tortured you. Yeah. And, and like for what they've established through the series, that let me down a little bit too. <laughs> so you actually wanted to see a sob story towards the demons? Well, if they're going to do well, it, like with any story really, with any story you're going to have a background, right? You don't just go in with a blind antagonist that just says evil, right? There's always a a cause and effect. Yes. There's yes. always a cause and effect. That's just basic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm a little bit picky on that stuff. Have you seen as with all of our reviews, right? Yes, you are very picky. I'm very picky with storytelling because these are professionals. <laughs> 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 and if they're not doing a full story in this movie, because for the most part, the movie can stand on its own. It can. Right? So you don't need you don't need to watch the whole series to know the movie. So this is where the interesting part is. Again, when it comes to anime, the creators sometimes don't have any leeway into the direction of the series. So I'm kind of interested now just to look more towards the manga to see if they actually did maybe do a backstory but they didn't put it into the movie. There's always that possibility, but we're reviewing the anime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, there's always that possibility. And usually books are always more detailed Mm -hmm. so yeah unfortunately we are reviewing the anime so yeah that's made me kind of sad i was like fuck i really wanted this to be better at least it did better than never uh yeah never promised land promise neverland promise neverland there you go (laughs) i was so disappointed i forgot the name wow that bad huh you've never seen it yet right second season no no i haven't went back to it don't bother really don't bother Uh uh-oh it went to it just became a clean a complete shit show from what the manga was supposed to be it 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 made key important things that took that needs to be take time to explain just made into flashbacks oh yikes okay yeah it, it's really stupid all right well i guess i'm not going back to that one then i'm not <laughs> fuck <laughs> that shit you look so miffed manny i i just want to keep season 1 alive for myself not season two <laughs> so it's one of those in your mind just never got a second one right yes all right <laughs> well overall demon slayer 
I was still glad I got to see it. Yes, indeed. Like I said, the art, the graphics, the comedy in it, the action in it, really good. Oh, the action was really good in this movie. Yeah, it was. It was great in this one. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I got to see it. I am still excited for season two. Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, you know, maybe it also has to do with COVID. Possibly. COVID just got everybody all hyped and ready. (laughs) That is true. I'm still excited for for the future of this series and... Definitely waiting for season two. Mm-hmm. With that, I'd say it's a solid seven and a half. <laughs> That's what I had in my mind right now, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a solid seven and a half. It, to me, it kind of falls in the lines of uh, of some of the uh, Naruto movies. Mm. Not all of them, because some of them did suck. But some of the better ones. Yes. It falls in line with those where it's not so much an iconic one, but it's definitely one that I enjoy watching when I see it. Yeah. But uh, since we mentioned season twos, well, briefly, right? Yes. Um, I helped you catch up a little bit on Megalobox season two. Yes. Boy. (laughs) Ever since I saw the first episode, I just got immediately hooked. I did not think they were going to perform this well after the uh, the first season just ended so well off that, like, how are they going to play a second season into this? I am so happy they did not fuck it up. I, I, I'm. What makes it more interesting, of course, this is all about boxing culture, but also boxing culture has different nationalities involved. And yeah, what I'm it's liking always been a world sport. What I'm liking is that how uh, first season seemed to be more focused on American culture towards boxing, and now that we're seeing second season, it's going more towards like the Mexican side of culture towards boxing, and boxing is a very big sport in, in Mexico. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, my God. It, it, I'm still, like, hyped even though I've already started watching it. Like, I just want more and more because I'm getting more and more entranced into it. Yeah, it's it's definitely coming out really good right now. Mm-hmm. And the music is actually pretty interesting, right? Definitely. It's, it, I was kind of like... And there's, first... all, and there's all these like mysteries that I want to know because, again, this is like a time skip for five years after the first season. Yes. And even like, um, shoot, all the characters. Mm-hmm. All the characters are pretty, pretty unique. I think they did a good job of bringing in these new characters. Especially that one character that resembles Sparky. But yes. <laughs> and... Um, Oh, all the titles when I first opened it, like got to it, all the titles were in Spanish, and I'm like, did I hit the ESP on my remote? Like, <laughs> closed captioning brought to you by Univision. Yeah, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, I I didn't really look at the trailer, right? I didn't watch any of the trailers for season two, nothing. I just saw it show up on my Hulu, and I said, cool, I'm gonna start watching it. Hmm. And when I saw it, like all the title stuff in Spanish, I was looking at it like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> um, actually, uh, I had my nephew with me, mm-hmm. and uh, my nephew is a anime kid too, you know? So we were watching it together, and he started leaning towards the TV and like putting his ear there. I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to figure out if they're speaking Spanish or Japanese. <laughs> What the fuck? What's <laughs> the most funniest thing I've ever seen? Okay, so those were actually Japanese voice actors and singers, but ones that know the Spanish language to speak it well enough. 
on the music. On the music. On the music side, yes. Especially yes. when Chief was playing guitar in the bar and speaking in, and singing in Spanish. Yeah. I think right there is when he started leaning in. Because mm. it wasn't during the, the opening or ending or anything. It was mm-hmm. in the middle of the anime. He just starts leaning in like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That sounds like Theo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was super funny. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I can't wait for the next episodes to drop. I think I might let them stack at least three because I'm going to get frustrated watching one at a time. That's how you build hype. A little bit. A little bit, but it's got to perform. <laughs> it don't worry. It is performing. Yes. So I'm, I'm probably going to wait till a couple more episodes get released and then catch up again. But Okay. Okay. Definitely enjoying it so far. Nice. Uh, with that, Manny, let's run into our next topic, man. So how long has it been since you've been to Little Tokyo there last time? Whoo, man. It's been a while. Has it been a year? I'm going to say it's almost been a year for almost me. Almost a year, if not a whole year. Yeah. At least a year, actually, probably. And then you got to go, but then I went just out of like, just out of surprise for myself, honestly. Yeah. Yes, we both ended up in Little Tokyo on Sunday. <laughs> and I mean, it was just like it was like we were we were supposed to go to like a little car event that was here in in your area here in Hammett. Uh-huh. But you said that you were gonna go take your family to Little Tokyo. So I'm on Discord with some of our buddies, and I told them, "Oh yeah, Tony's in Little Tokyo and stuff." Oh man, I miss Little Tokyo. Oh, so same here. You down? You down? And then we just said uh, we're all down, so we just uh, just went just randomly, get myself ready, walk out. Mom's like, hey, where are you going? He's like, Little Tokyo. Okay, just don't pig out. It's like, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year. I needed this. You needed it. <laughs> and sure enough, the first place we went to was ramen. Which one? Menno. Menno? Okay. The one that like that little little plaza with those like, little parking lot in front of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had like a whole outdoor dining area and stuff for people. Um, you can still do indoor dining, but they only allowed it to a certain amount of people, of course. Yeah. And boy, did I need in that ramen. Yes, very nice. We did the ramen shop by the bookstore. By the bookstore on the second floor? Yes. So you went to Orochon. Sure, yes. yes. Big ass balls for really cheap price? Yep, pretty yep. good price, yeah. Orochon. That's a pretty good place, too. Yeah, we went there, and uh, I kind of used that also as... Um, kind of environmental training for the dog so i had the dog with me going around oh so that's why you had the crown vic oh yeah <laughs> that's right you spotted my car <laughs> i did i did for the listeners i spotted his car because it was parked on top of the parking structure where it was supposed to be blocked off <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so we always go and we park in a specific parking structure and we always park on the rooftop mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason it was blocked off it was for vandalism and graffiti. Okay. I actually didn't even see that. Yeah. I just was uh, driving up and I saw it was blocked off. And then when I got to the area where you can drive up again, I saw some of the like parking curbs had been moved. Like somebody had already hit it and moved yeah. it. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going up there. <laughs> and I just parked it up there. Yeah. And then we park a little bit in that entrance area where Tony went through the barricade, supposedly. Allegedly. And we went to the elevators, and it was like, oh, man, really? Like, there's really nobody up here. I mean, they even got security up here just in case. I turned around. I was like, that's not security. That's Tony. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why they didn't tell me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I recognize that fucked up paint job on the roof and the wheels. Oh, yeah. The workhorse. Yes. Yeah, because I left it there in the morning uh, with Coro inside. Mm-hmm. So the car is temperature monitored. Uh, the wind, it does have a canine unit cage, so it has like the the metal grating, and I have a it has a fan in there. So yeah, like it, the built-in fans for the. Yeah, so if it does get too hot before Peta comes after me, <laughs> <laughs> so if it does get too too hot, fans kick on and he gets to cool off. Mm. But meanwhile, he gets to do a little bit of by himself training in the car while I go eat ramen, and then we came back <laughs> and I pulled him out and. You know, just got him used to environmental and being around crowds of people and stuff. Okay, okay. I actually didn't see your message of the video you sent me of the car until I was leaving. <laughs> yeah, I sent it even to Sire to see if she would see it, but yeah, you guys didn't see it until you guys left. Yeah, we're we're busy. <laughs> yeah, literally as we were pulling out of the parking structure, she's like, "Oh look, Manny's here." I was like, what? "Or because I saw your car actually." <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you actually saw my car? Yeah, I saw your... Well, the Hot Cheeto license plate frame kind of gave it away. Mm. So, yeah, well, yeah, pretty sure that's him. <laughs> okay, so did you have a hard time getting out of the LA just to go back home? No. Okay, so when I get out of the parking structure, I take the road towards, like, if I'm going back to the freeway on the 101 North, but then I make, like, a giant U-turn around a block to go down... Get the 101 North and then get the 5 to get to the 60. They had that whole complete area of like closed off, even across, even on the other side of the freeway, closed off with numerous uh, barricades uh, all around the roads. You couldn't see what was going on back there. Me and my buddy Omar, we were guessing, like, are they shooting something that there's a movie going on or something like that? Who knows? But there is police presence everywhere. Interesting. So we were driving up the road. And there was a police officer that was just chilling at one of the barricades. And I didn't recognize that it was a police officer until I got closer and closer. And right when I passed him, he was wearing like almost like the formal uniform, like with the the cap and everything. Oh, he was a traffic cop. Yeah. Yeah, because he probably had the white gloves on to direct traffic, right? But he wasn't directing traffic. He was just just watching the barricade for the street so nobody turned on there. And I just passed by him and... As I'm passing by, and I didn't realize it was a cop, and uh, so I just like start like playing messing around with the exhaust on my Mustang, <laughs> and he takes off his hat and salutes to me, huh? Like if he like if he liked the car and everything, so he saluted to me like, "Hey man, nice car." I don't know. It, it was interesting. Try that in a Honda. No. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bias, I know. man. There is I know. for sure a bias. Now, now, the next part was uh, was a completely different reaction. Uh, so we had to cross the freeway. I had to go down a few blocks, turn on some roads, and I felt like I was already in Chinatown, or I don't even know where I was at this point. But I kind of found myself in Placita de Olvera, the little Mexican part of the, uh, downtown yeah, LA. Yeah, Olvera Street. Yeah. And I kind of found myself close to that area, so I just started to see more Mexican-style uh, designs on the, uh, on the on like the buildings and stuff. They stole your Hot Cheeto license plate cover. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I turn on this road, and as I'm turning this road, I see a tunnel, and I look and I look over to the t- uh, on the side of the tunnel. Five cops just chilling, like motorcycle cops, and they're all just staring at me. And I'm like, ah, oh, 
high gear, high gear, high gear, high gear. <laughs> I, I desperately try to get it as quickly as possible to high gear before getting to the tunnel. Yeah, you do not fuck with bike cops. No. And I, my butt puckered up so hard <laughs> just seeing that they were all staring at me as I was getting ready to enter this tunnel. Oof. But yeah, it was just an interesting situation that I got saluted at once, but the late time at the next time I got death stares. Yeah. Ooh. I think I took San Pedro north and then uh took off west from there and just went straight to the freeway that way. Oh, okay. Okay. I have an so, idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I avoided all that all that area on that side. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably why I didn't run into any of that. But I did see a lot of the traffic cops like Directing traffic through everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that that was um, all we found really at Little Tokyo. It's still, you know, super uh, restrictive. You know, there are still limiting people to get into the stores. Yeah. There was one store that didn't. I don't know if you ran into it. Which one? Oh man, I don't remember the name, but it's like a newer store, and it's um across the street from the main plaza. Main plaza. Like the main plaza where the uh, grocery shop is and all that. And the jungle is. Oh, where anime jungle is. Okay. But it's across the street to the south of that of that block. Okay. I'm trying to have an idea of where you're talking about. Is that the entrance where the sushi restaurant is at? Little Tokyo? Or the entrance where anime jungle is? Or where Las Galos is? Where that tower is? More where the tower is. Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't go to that area. Okay. Well, over on that side, there's like a new shop, and they didn't have like the limit per people. I walked by it, dude. That shop was tiny, and it was just shoulder to shoulder, cheek to cheek in there. <laughs> Did you see the line for Anime Jungle? Yeah, it was it was huge. We didn't bother even trying. We went to the, to the Anime Jungle for the build section, like for the... Uh, the build models yeah and what i liked about it just entering they offered me hand sanitizer at the moment i walked in okay After, out of all the other shops i'd never had that and like i thought the people would be a little bit more concerned but they were actually the probably the ones that were just like the most generous out of all the other ones that would offer hand sanitizer so i actually liked that that they did that okay but yeah i mean it's been so long since i've been to little tokyo so it was definitely well worth it Probably over $100 in snacks stocked up, especially CC Lemon. <laughs> hey, man, I can never think when I'll be able to go back to L- L- Little Tokyo again soon. I just had a stack a stock up. Yeah, I mean, that's every time you go, but all right. <laughs> I know. You might as well just uh, get your wholesaler license and just get, get become a distributor. Just order in bulk. Just for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that was uh, that was my little Tokyo trip. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't get a ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, my butt puckered up so bad on that one. Yeah, dude. No, there there is definitely a bias to it because mm-hmm. I've done some really really dumb things in the Fox body, and I've never once gotten a ticket in that car. I have no window tints. I have no cats. I have no muff. Well, at one point I had no mufflers. I have mufflers again. Uh, roll cage again. No window tints. A giant bracket where I used to have the Nas tank exposed. It's not like it was hidden. (laughs) (laughs) And that car never got messed with. I got pulled over once, and the guy just pulled me over to say that's a badass car. Nice. 
So, yeah, there's a bias for sure. <laughs> Unless they're a motorcycle cop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, even with the Fox body, I've never gotten messed with, but I think the Fox body is slightly more immune than a newer one would be. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of cut you a little bit of slack with an American muscle car, new one. But old one, they cut you a lot more slack. <laughs> true, true. But anyways, Manny, let's get into our next topic here. Alrighty, so we got Gran Turismo on the board? Yes, I do. So I ran into a super interesting article the other day. And I figured, yeah, we got to talk about this. So it seems that uh, Gran Turismo will become an official Olympic event. Like the video game? Ja. <laughs> as an olympic event i know i know they were thinking about like some virtual idea for the olympics but i didn't think it was gonna be like this it's gonna be like this so when the original game came out back in 97 right mm-hmm. it was kind of supposed to be the the first simulator right uh, real, remember it was a real yes. racing simulator and all this yes. right and um now that you know this is kind of like what they kind of made a joke about how they advertised it like oh it's going to be like an olympic sport basically but here we are it's 20 24 24 years later yeah <laughs> they're talking about making it an international the international olympic committee um is going to take part in their own olympic virtual series so I'm probably going to do a deeper dive on this later on and find out what else is going to be included in this virtual series. But this is going to be pretty cool to see. Now, how do you feel about this? How do I feel about it? Yeah. I mean, esports has kind of been a thing for a long time now, right? But as an Olympic event. I mean, what's the difference between an Olympic event and an esports event? Just different setting and organization. It's just taken more seriously now. True, right? But it's, I still can't see it as an Olympic Olympic event, honestly. Well, it's not like it's straight with the athletes. It's literally virtual series, yeah. right? So it's gonna be amongst its own virtual series. Hey, man. I mean, at least at least we won't see any like sexual harassment from coaches and stuff on this one. I mean, we might see some some uh, some sketchy stuff if they have uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right? Yeah. So if if they had Smash Brothers, then we might see some sexual scandals with like kids and stuff like that. So maybe they won't make it to the Olympics. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to keep picking on that one, aren't we? I, I think we are. So should we add... Um, no, I'm drifting off topic again, but should we add bronies to that now? Oh... I think that I think that's for another time. Another time. All right, we'll, we'll pick on them later. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, they're gonna have um their full series going. Supposedly, this uh this virtual series is gonna kick off May thirteenth and go through June twenty third. Just for the virtual Olympic or the uh, the entire Olympics in general? Uh, this is just the virtual one. Okay. Like I said, it's it's not that they're putting them right next to athletes. I think this is their own. Mm-hmm. side gig i guess basically you know so it's it's gonna be their own like separate thing like i said i want to kind of do a deeper dive into this and find out exactly 
maybe what other things we can be looking at or mm-hmm. looking forward to if there's going to be like a Mortal Kombat in there or something, you know? But I thought this was super cool and maybe I sh- I've been wasting my fucking time with Forza now. <laughs> and the Forza was just pr- the pre-game for you. Right. I just got to go pick up a PlayStation now and get back into uh, Gran Turismo. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, that think that closes that one up. Let's roll on to the next one, Manny. Alrighty, we got Honda Killing Ice. Yeah, so this is kind of quick, obviously. Uh, just kind of an update on our inevitable end to internal combustion motors. Mm-hmm. But Honda is uh, setting their goal to be done with uh, fossil fuels by 2040. And I'm guessing this also has to do with uh, their partnership with GM. Well, the partnership or, with or, GM... Or a stepping stone towards this... Well, the partnership with GM is just to develop, uh, I believe, two or three crossover electric vehicles. This is Honda saying by the by 2040, they're going to go ahead and cut fossil fuels um, and only have electric or like fuel cell vehicles, like mm-hmm. possibly hydrogen or something. Yeah. It's, it's a lofty goal, like with all the other companies, but it's just another company kind of making this commitment switch. Yeah. What does that mean for us? I don't know yet. Obviously, um, like we've kind of heard and, and kind of reported on and you know heard other other people report on too, is there's alternative fuels being developed to cut a lot of the emissions. But you know, who knows how much is that gonna cost? Is it gonna get regulated? Is it gonna be approved in every you know, in every country, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables to it. I don't think we'll see the total end of it in our lifetime hopefully <laughs> hopefully but we're definitely going to see a good um some hard transitions yes coming in the next decade or so but we got time i guess so get your dream your dream car that's uh internal combustion now before it's gone <laughs> enjoy or more so enjoy it now before it's gone definitely don't just garage queen it at least that's the excuse I'm using for all the miles I put on mine. <laughs> <laughs> this man. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to have the highest mileage type R ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, with that, I think I wanted to dive a little bit into Hyundai. Yes. Hyundai is just making some more moves. Man, look look at that. We see you. We see you. Holy crap. So they started off doing their end lines, mm-hmm. right? So the Veloster N. Yes. They <clears throat> excuse me. They expanded out to the Sonata N, right? They have the I30 N, the I20 N, and as we speak, we are waiting for the world premiere of their Kona N. I was not expecting that one. <clears throat> me neither. <laughs> But you know what? I will definitely appreciate and respect that they're going to throw performance, so many more performance little models mm-hmm. into their lineup. You know what I mean? Like, how many other brands are doing this right now? Not that many at the moment. No, I mean, <clears throat> Honda has what? The SI and the Type R. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ford has the Mustang. And the Raptor. Oh, yeah, I guess the Raptor. Well, they got variances of the Mustang and a variance of the Raptor. Maybe the Mach-E just because it has some 
crazy ass electric power. Yeah. Still, people are not to. Yeah, but it's not in the same actual like kind of a track enthusiast yeah, yeah, true, true. driven, right? Camaro or Camaro? Chevy, Chevy has Camaro and, and that's the, the Corvette. Oh yeah, the Corvette. Like, there's not a lot of variety. Toyota's getting some, right? Even though we don't have it, is <laughs> the Yaris. Oh yes, the right. They have the Yaris GR. They got the Supra. They got the the gt86 and uh i don't know if you saw this there is some talks that there's gonna be an all-wheel drive 300 horsepower corolla if that comes into through i'm kind of excited that toyota's jumping back into the game i don't know how to feel about that how so i mean i wouldn't i would never see a corolla being more of like a performance car i I mean mean, all-wheel drive and 300 horsepower just might be true I mean the Camrys, yes, but like the Corollas, just like always, just been like the basic model car for everybody. You know, I'd have to disagree with you a little bit. I mean, the Camry's traditionally a full size sedan, which is always a mm-hmm. sedan and just a sedan. Mm-hmm. Corolla, they had the Corolla was the XRS or XRLS or something, and that came with a limited slip, stick shift, and a little bit more horsepower. Now, it never really did its best competition to the SI, but remember, Corolla Civic Sentra is all the same thing. True. Right? So, a Civic SI, for a while we had the Spec V Sentra. Why not a Corolla? Right? I I guess it's just because I've just been seeing it so basic uh, these past few years, that's why. It's because Toyota's been basic for the past two years. (laughs) The I, only, agree. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, the only exciting thing that, that Toyota really had was, you know, the, the FRS for mm-hmm. a long time. And before that, it was nothing. It was not. <laughs> it was nothing. They fell off the sport map, really. They were making moves with their Toyota Tundra, though. But yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just mean sports cars mm. away from trucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They really fell off the map. The only developments that was still going on was Lexus. That is true. So now that Toyota's kind of getting a little sport lineup going, this this is kind of exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to see Hyundai doing it. I mean, we're in the middle of killing internal combustion motors, but I'm still excited to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of cool that they're throwing so many into the lineup. Mm -hmm. Like It piques my interest. It definitely piques my interest because that's something a little bit new, a little bit different. It'd be kind of cool to see some of these out the track and see how they perform. Definitely. But uh, yeah, um, what's our what do we have next, Manny? So we got a little interesting story happening in Hawaii. Uh huh. U-Haul versus Enterprise. <laughs> yes. So we, you know, there's a it's a very interesting car market right now. It is. It is. So we have used cars up fourteen percent, right? Their values are up fourteen percent minimum. Um, shoot. I was so close to selling my Type R because the offer was very tempting. (laughs) (laughs) They offered me extremely close to MSRP. And I have 28,000 miles on it already. I've, you know, had some pretty fun track times with it, you know? Yes. 
So to be able to drive the car for a couple years, have almost 30,000 miles, and still get, uh, I mean, really close to MSRP, it oh, man, it is tempting. <laughs> it is really, really tempting. But yeah, used car sales are, the, the values are up really high right now. Pickups are up extra high right now. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason... I you know it could have to do. Remember we had uh, Hertz. They went they went ahead and uh, they filed bankruptcy. They had to liquidate a ton of inventory, right? They did, which caused some really good deals for a while. But apparently, with all this shortages, there's also a shortage in rental cars. Uh, rental cars, which made their prices go up. And apparently, people going out to Hawaii don't want to pay the rental car prices, so they're turning to U-Haul. And straight up renting U-Hauls to put around the island. <laughs> it, it it was it's seriously interesting just seeing all of these U-Hauls just driving around the roads like like are we having a moving date throughout the whole state or what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it it's kind of crazy. You see the vans, the trucks, the actual full box trucks going around. Like that's pretty interesting. But I mean, I kind of see where they're coming from. You know, a good example is uh. In uh, according to the publication reports, right on this is according to Hawaii News, the cheapest rental car available in Maui was a Toyota Camry at seven hundred and twenty-two dollars a day. Fuck that! Yeah, I think I'd be in a box truck too. Yeah, no, <laughs> seven hundred a day for just the Toyota Camry. No, fuck that. Yep. So holy crap. They're they're cheating people with these rental prices more than what they do in Mexico and on car rentals. Yeah, I mean, the vans and trucks from U-Haul are twenty bucks a day, man, in town. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> fuck that shit. That's that's insane. And I thought we got fucked over many times in Mexico doing car rentals, but fuck this shit. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I wonder how much a used fucking bucket Honda would be out there. Just buy a bucket out there and use it for all you want and sell it before you leave. Fuck, give it away before you leave. You know, cause and effect. Toss the keys at some kid. Here you go. (laughs) Have a blast. (laughs) But yeah, $722 a day right now. I I can't understand the logic behind that. You know what? Neither can I. I mean, I can definitely understand why they're going to U-Haul now, though. Oh, yeah. But uh, you mentioned something going to Mexico. Yes. So there is another report. I know I didn't put this on the notes, but it was one that I was reading earlier. I just thought I'd bring it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might need to take a trip to Mexico, Manny, because the Yaris... What part of Mexico? I don't know. I trust you. Wherever the best one is. (laughs) that, 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 That is a major concern of what part of Mexico you're talking about. Uh, The part where we don't get robbed. How's that? That's like almost everywhere, but okay. <laughs> well, this article that I, that I read earlier is uh, basically Mexico just making me very, very jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see that Yaris GR here in America. Oh, it's in Mexico. It's in Mexico. Not only is it in Mexico, they did a limited run of 300 units. To Mexico. It sold out in under 24 hours. She. They bought all of them. God damn. <laughs> and 
how fucked up it's just right it's so close it's right there let's let's go and see if we can find one on toro is and toro even available in mexico i don't know but i want to go drive one manny <laughs> it's right there <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's probably not going to be on there. It's probably people who are buying them for personal use or oh, something. Yeah. But yeah, it it kind of showed how hot the market is for one of these. Like it's it's the hot hatch. It's the little guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it looks so freaking fun, man. So you kind of need small cars in Mexico. Streets are so narrow, and like how much they try to fit in buildings. Um, and just fit roads in between buildings. It's it's kind of a hassle. I, we used to have a F three fifty long bed truck in Mexico that we imported over there just to have for our daily use whenever we went to take vacations. And boy, was it very difficult trying to navigate those narrow t- uh, roads in the towns. Well, I'm sure the Yaris GR is having a blast on those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, I I read that and I'm like, dude, they're like literally. You know, we're right here. It's still North America, you mm-hmm. know? And they're just, they're so close, Manny. They're so close. I We need to go over there and figure out who has one and if they will let us drive it. Because I really want to drive one of these. Okay, okay. But anyways, that's what I had for uh, headlines this week, Manny. And with that, just close it off with our announcement that we will be attending Sugoi Saturday this Saturday. Yes, um, I'm thinking about even making um, some stickers. Ooh, you see how us? long has it been? Oh, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm thinking about making some. If you see us, say what's up. We'll give you a free sticker. I'll try to keep at least, I don't know. We'll see how many I end up making. If anything, I might call you over a day and help me uh, weed some stuff out, Manny. Yeah, that could always happen. Yeah. Like I said, if you see us, say what's up. We'll, we'll bring the stickers out. Manny, you got uh, information times? Yes, so again, this is going to be May 1st, uh, and as always, Sugoi Saturday is always the first Saturday of every month, and it's always it's going to be, and if anybody's actually interested on in checking it out, you can always go on IG and look up Sugoi Saturday, no spaces, and you'll find their flyers for the event and everything, but it is in Santa Ana here in SoCal, and for times, it will be from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we will be reposting the event flyer a couple times throughout this week. Hopefully, Manny, if you remember more than I do, <laughs> we'll I'll try my best. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to repost it every other day or something. Because last time we were trying to go, but I was having my bad reactions from the vaccine, so I fo- I forgot. It happens. Well, I didn't forget. I was resting. Yeah, we will be there this Saturday for sure. Definitely. But uh, with that, Manny, let's uh, close up this episode. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions, want to leave an unaccepted thread, send a death threat. You can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.